What is up, guys, and welcome to the Maximum Potency Podcast. I am your host, Lissa Scott, health coach, CrossFit coach, and online entrepreneur, and I am here to talk about health, fitness, grabbing life by the horns, and doing everything we can to live at maximum potency. Through a combination of solo cast and interviews, you will be hearing from health professionals, entrepreneurs, athletes, artists, and people who are just taking life and running with it. So if you are interested in creating a life that you love, one brimming with energy and adventure and art, and you are someone who is hungry for growth, pursuing greatness and expression of self, you are in good company. Welcome and thank you for being here. I am so happy that you found your way to this podcast. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Pura Vita Bracelets, a company started by two surfers and two artisans while they were on a surfing trip to Costa Rica. Uh, The company now employs over 800 artisans in Costa Rica, El Salvador, India, and more, and they're always on the lookout for charities and ways that they can make a difference. They've donated to over 175 charities, nearly $1.9 million of giving back, and that is one of the reasons I love this company so much. Um, They also make adorable bracelets and jewelry and accessories, and if you too dig them, you can go to their site, puravitabracelets.com and use the code LissaScott20 for 20% off your purchase. All right, guys. So on today's episode, I have one of my really good friends, Ryan Beyer on. He is a CrossFit coach and a USA weightlifting coach. He is one of my training partners and we are currently partnered to work on a new project, which we're going to be talking about. Um, Ryan has an amazing story though. So before we get into business and projects and what we're up to, I just want to bring you up to speed on who the heck this guy is, what he's about, and really just let Ryan tell his story from the start. Um, the story behind Ryan allows you to understand what type of coach he is. And I think that the world needs more coaches like Ryan. So Ryan... Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Absolutely. So I'm super, super excited to share your story of resilience and grit and hard work. And I guess we'll just start with your journey as an athlete. When do you start playing sports and what sports and how is it translated into adulthood of you still being an athlete? Yeah, no, it's a, a good place to start, I guess. So my first sport that I ever got into was soccer. Uh, I think I did that when I was like three or four years old, like every kid, right? At that point, it was like, you know, uh, it's like a, the ball is a person having a bad day and all the kids are the rain cloud following, right? Every the beehive, kid. Yes. Yeah, the beehive, right? So very unorganized, but I, I fell in love with it and I took it pretty far into my career, kind of stayed with me. Um, and then intermittently, I picked up some other things. I picked up karate a little bit when I was when I was like... 10 I think this is why we understand each other we both did karate when we were 10 (laughs) um no I I think I went to like four classes so I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I'm uh I'm experienced karate or karate -er. (laughs) (laughs) but uh uh, in the art of karate I guess because it is a art form so but um and then I picked up wrestling then in in middle school Um, when I was in seventh grade I picked up uh wrestling so I wrestled there and I wrestled all through high school um, along with playing soccer and 
I was a captain of, of all my teams, and then I ended up going to Lock Haven University, and I wrestled there for just a little bit, um, just uh, kind of on the on the practice squad, on the back burner of things. It wasn't my main focus at that point. Um, being Division One, it's a really big, um, it's like a really big commitment and dedication, and I just at, at that point I wasn't. Wasn't even planning on wrestling in, in college. My brother had gone to the Lock Haven University wrestling camp that summer, the summer before I went. So I went to go pick him up with my parents. And oh my, my brother had been talking to the coach the whole time. Like, oh, my brother's my really brother's good. My brother's really good. My brother's like 30 and 2. You should talk to him. So I meet the coach, the head coach. And he immediately and, lashes on to you. Well, he does this. He's like patting my shoulder, my back, and like even like like hitting my thigh. And he was doing it nonchalantly, but he was seeing what I was made of, right? Like he was so seeing awkward. how solid I was. <laughs> So I mean I kind of understood what he was doing, so it wasn't that awkward. But uh, but he ended up inviting me up to 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 camp, and I, I went to camp, and and that's the rest is history. So kind of found it by accident. Kind like of it found you. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Of a thing. For in college, from your yeah, brother. Yeah. yeah, for my brother in college. Yeah. yeah, the um, did you look at other schools? You weren't trying to wrestle in college. You just ended no. up wrestling in college. So I wanted to go in the Marine Corps since I was like ten years old, and I have a blanket. The, that's embroidered that's all i wanted for christmas when i was 10 years old and i got it so i i have it dated so when people don't believe me like yeah right 10 years old you wanted to i was like no let's check out this blanket so <laughs> i have this marine uh, blanket i do yeah so it was a dream line so i never wanted to go to college period okay um you know i thought i was going right in at, at a high school and that kind of my I butt heads with my dad uh a lot on that one my dad and i are best friends and we never fought about anything except for that i remember and, you telling me the story yeah so uh, one day, I was like, hey, Dad, I'm going to join the Marine Corps. He's like, no, you're not. <laughs> like, Yeah, right. Uh, yes, I am. He's like, well, if you're going to sign their paperwork, just sign mine first. And he was talking about disownment papers. So I didn't call his bluff because, you know, I still wanted a dad. Oh I'm like gosh. 17. So I'm like, all right, fine, I'll go to college. So that's why I ended up going. So I didn't even really look anywhere. The reason I chose Lock Haven was my best friend at the time was going to Lock Haven. I asked him, hey, man, it looks like I'm going to college, not to the Marine Corps. Where are you going? He said, Lock Haven. I said, all right, well, let's apply. So <laughs> I did. So we actually uh, we were roommates together in the dorm room. So That's gold. Yeah. That is. So eventually, Rye, I know that you did join the Marines. So you finished school, and then you went? So I went to school for one year, for two semesters. Uh, and then my roommate and I, my best friend at the time, we went to a all-boys sports summer camp as coaches and, and – uh, camp counselors just for a summer job and I remember being there and I was like I can't do this I'm, I'm getting paid like eight dollars an hour I'm seven hours from home I'm like this is not what I want and I had like a mini panic attack not really but I was like I, I just gotta leave so I quit the next Monday and I called it was like seven hours away so I called the recruiter and I said hey I'm up in New Hampshire I'm quitting this job and I'm coming down I need you to be open so I can sign the paperwork and I went right there I didn't even go home first I went right, right from from um summer camp from the summer camp to the to the recruiter's office signed the paperwork and um and that's the rest is history so i uh i signed the paperwork and i went home and i was like hey dad he's like what are you doing here because summer camp was still going on for like two months or for a month and i was like oh, i just i quit and i just signed signed paperwork i'm i joined the marine corps and it was like there was nothing you could do about it anymore so he was like okay so um so the time in between uh, you know, going to boot camp, and then I just worked with my dad, and it was kind of a last minute thing. My my recruiter called me one morning, a couple times. I let it go to voicemail, and then I called him back. He's like, "Do you want to leave today?" I'm like, "I wasn't supposed to leave for like months," and I was like, oh "Uh, yeah." 
I do. <laughs> so I went and um, yeah, so I joined the Marine Corps. I went to boot camp on one day's notice. On one day's notice, <laughs> so yeah. Wild. So um, and you know I was always an athlete, so I was always you know in shape um, for that. And it paid off, and I ended up being uh, getting what's called the Ironman Award. So it was the most physical fit um, recruit in my whole company. So out of like a couple hundred people, so that was cool. And then I went on to become a machine gunner in the School of Infantry, and deployed a couple times. And uh, to Afghanistan was my first deployment uh, in 2011, and. My second deployment was what's called a MU, so it's a Marine Expeditionary Unit. So a real long story made short is uh, MUs are in place so that if something happens overseas, um, there's a quicker reaction time. Mm. It's like the 911 force. So um, if something happens in Egypt, we're not coming all the way from America to uh, Egypt. So we can kind of we're out on navy navy ships and and carriers and stuff like that. So um, on that deployment, I went. Whew, I went to France, uh, Djibouti, Africa, Jordan, Oman, uh, Cyprus, Dubai, a whole bunch of places. So wild. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, but while I was in the Marine Corps, between my deployments, I became a uh, Marine Corps martial arts instructor, mm -hmm. um, a MAP instructor, and I also became a uh, combat marksmanship coach. So there's always been like a, you know, a... a feeling for me to strive to to become better right i never yeah I was, you're always I've, mentoring I've, people I've along never, the way yeah right? i've never been satisfied with like the status quo where i am yeah you know? i mean i can just remember even in training in the gym with you and you and i both don't know how to do something we're like well you coach me and i'll coach you yeah. and like we'll figure it the f out like yeah. fifo baby that's like, right all day so that's that's always fun but you've always had that coaching bone in your body too so after marines so after Marines, uh, I did a bunch of things. So a bunch of stuff. So All the one one more note, uh, kind of in the backstory um, to do with the Marine Corps. I I loved everything about the Marine. Not everything, but most things about the Marine Corps. But one of the things I loved the most was the physicality of it. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, the PT uh, in the morning, we'd have flak jackets on, carrying tires that people usually flip. You know, we'll put on our shoulders and carry as as a team of four and you know, carrying logs and doing all that stuff. And I loved that aspect of it. And I also loved teaching people. You know, I love training my junior Marines, my boots as we call yeah. them. Um, you know, I love training them and, and making them into the Marines that they wanted to be. And so I say that and I'll come back to it. But when I got out of the Marine Corps, I kind of didn't have any of that. Right. And I, I think right. that's a big issue for people when they get out of the service, both men and women, they, they leave not only the sense of, uh, you know, companionship and brotherhood that they had in the service but they also like they don't have the duties that they had for so long that they got used to they they loved so mm -hmm. when I got out I started working construction then I went and worked in the oil field for a little while so wild. yeah and then I came back and I was bouncing around from job to job and I finally I was like you know what like I love fitness I had myself had gotten out of shape so I'm not very tall as you know uh, for the <laughs> listeners I'm not very tall um, you know, five, six and a half, maybe if I eat my Wheaties, but, uh, when you wear your lifters, that's right. When I wear my lifters, I'm five, seven, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, and I was like 220 pounds at one point when I was working in the oil field. And, uh, I remember coming back and I, I met, uh, met up with a friend of mine who was a personal trainer. And I said, Hey man, I got to get my life back together. And 
that kind of reignited the the passion and 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 hustle for the muscle hustle for, hustle for the muscle <laughs> right like i just i was reignited with this like this spark of fitness and just wellness and and um so that's when i really started to kind of look, look into it as like maybe i can make a career out of this yeah for sure so how'd you find your way into a crossfit gym so uh, around that same point when i came back from the oil field um I went to, you know, my buddy's gym where he was working and I, I was fighting, I was training in Muay Thai and I actually lost, um, about 60 pounds over the Holy course boy. of like three and a half months. Yeah. So, uh, and I kept not it off. Not playing around. No, not playing off. I was eating, you know, doing the, doing the diet thing in the kitchen and, and working out six days a week and I was really taking care of myself. And then I kind of started to hit a stall with that, um, mm-hmm. when I got injured, in a in fight camp for a, a Muay Thai fight I was gonna have and then I um and then I was just kind of like burn out with it and I was like this is just the same thing over and over again and at this point yeah. I had been like the oh CrossFit's so stupid like they drink the punch it's like a cult blah 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 it is I mean it is a cult right <laughs> and now that I know yeah, you know yeah. and and now I love it I've learned to love it but at that point I was always you know on the bandwagon of ah no nah, I don't want to be one of those people. And, but down the street from where I grew up, there was, um, a CrossFit gym actually where mm-hmm. we met and, yeah. and, uh, I'd always drive past and it would be like this thing that like caught my corner of my eye every like, time. I couldn't I help, but I have to look, right. I couldn't drive past. I'm like, something was just like calling me like, go there. Right. So finally, I see what it is. So finally, like, you know, and it, and it takes courage cause it's, it can be intimidating, you know, it's, because there's a super high level of athlete that goes there. And even the people who aren't super high level athletes and just do it for the wellness and, and the love of it and the community aspect, um, it's just it's it's very like insider. Right? Yeah, you're either in or you're, you're out. You're either in, you're out. And, and you don't know anybody. And right. at that point I was out, so it was very like you get you gotta kinda pump your chest up and like, yeah, oh, come on, you got I this. I think I had anxiety <laughs> on the way to CrossFit for three months. Yeah. Like, even after I had friends there and knew that I liked it and knew that at the end of the workout, I was like, oh, I'm so glad I went. The drive there was like, am I going to, am I going to die today? Right. No. Legitimately. I, I think, I, I think that's the, uh. <laughs> am I going to pass out on the gym floor and is somebody going to have to like rescue me? It's just crazy. Yeah. I think that's the athlete in us though, because, you know, I, I even find the same thing when I go, you know, now I'm a CrossFit coach and I've been going for a while now and. And when I don't go, whether I'm on vacation or, you know, whatever pulls me out of it and it's been like, you know, a couple days or a week or something, I'm like, man, like I'm nervous to go back. How much have I lost? (laughs) Like, like, you know, and uh, so anyway, so, so so back to the story, I, uh, you know, I was kind of being pulled in and finally I just, I went in and talked to the owner and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I, I looked at it and, and went through the, the on-ramp course, the introduction course and saw a whole bunch of what I didn't know how to do, but also yeah. that, you know, I can keep up with, with, with this. Even if I'm not the best in the gym, it's it's not about that. Yeah, so. you, you had already had so much of the foundation. So I want to go back to where you said, you know, you had fallen off, you were overweight, you knew you had to get back to it. And then you started going to the gym six days a week because you knew that you had that within you because mm-hmm. you had been in the top shape of your life right. when you were in the Marines, I'm guessing. And... So you knew, right? You you could look back and say, I know I can do this, whatever. What would you say to somebody who doesn't have that hindsight to look back on? Somebody who wants to get into this, but they they don't have it in the past, right? It's totally foreign to right. them. 
So one of the things that I learned in the Marine Corps, um, I don't, you know, long story short, I was, I, I did a couple things in the Marine Corps that really showed me what I'm capable of and who I am. And I try to use that in my everyday life now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I, I went to the, um, MARSOC, which is Marine Corps Special Operations Command, um, assessment selection course. That's actually the story of how I ended up getting out. I got injured. Okay. Um, and, uh, wasn't able to reenlist in that. So, um, super big bummer, but I was so nervous going into that, the special operations, you know, screener and selection course. It's like, an, you know, a long course and is very, very intensive. And, but when I realized that you can do it, right? So before I, before day one of that course, I, if you would ask me, I said, ah, there's no way I can do this. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not good enough. But then when I was in it, I never finished an event less than 11th, and it was out of 186 people. So what I learned from that and what I like to tell other people is nothing in life is as hard as it seems. Mm. Nothing. Not a single thing. Not to say that things aren't hard. There are a lot of things that are really hard and that really push us, and we question, man, can I do this? But at the end of it, when we look back, it's like, man, like, I got through it. I showed right. up. We always right? get through it, right? I think it's so interesting. I think that all of us have a few experiences that we, they're like the pillar experiences. You know, it's the hardest thing I've ever mm-hmm. done or the worst day I've mm-hmm. ever had or this. And we can, when we have those experiences, use it as like a measuring stick of like, if I got through X, Y, Z, I can get through this. And I think that's right. so important. The way that you just, you know, said, I, I got through this and you know what I'm made of because I've done these hard things. Right. Like. So it to, all builds confidence. Yeah. So to answer your question, for those people who don't have those hindsights to look back at or, you know, don't have experiences where they can be like, you know, I've done this before so I can do it again. If you're at the spot in your life where you're doing it for the first time, just know that you're going to get through this and this is going to be one of your hindsights. And right. that's the beauty of it. Right. right? You're going to get through this and you're going to be your able to use this. Murph. Right, like, your first Murph, your first, you know, whatever. Whatever it is, body whatever. weight squat. Right, anything, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, for me, I'm an all or nothing kind of guy. And that's like, you know, if some is good, all is best. And that's kind of how I approach everything in my life. Mm-hmm. That's and, so true. It's so true about you. And, you know, six. <laughs> if I could have a little, I could have a lot. <laughs> that's right. And it's good and bad, you know. Like, But, uh, you know, if, if, if six days is a lot. You know, six days a week. That's a that's a very, very intense workout schedule. So mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be that for everybody. That's no. what I would say. Start um, three or four and days. as as I've progressed as a coach and as a, you know, a fitness professional and and someone who just loves everything fitness and and everything wellness and seeing other people get to where they want to be, most places that they never thought they could get to. Mm-hmm. You know, know knowing that and and what I've learned over the years is, you know, everyone has a different path and six days work for me, six days not might not work for somebody else. But yeah, you know, regardless of whether you think you can or can't, um, you're both right. You know, both, <laughs> you both, both are true. Both yeah. Are true. Yeah, for sure. Right? So just know that you can. So I've trained alongside of you a lot. We've screamed at each other a lot. Grip it and rip it. We've laughed, cried, sweat and otherwise. Um, where do you get that energy from? Where does that come from? Guys, just a little context. Ryan and I have done many partner workouts. And typically in a partner workout, you'll scream at your partner like the last 15 seconds of a round. 
Ryan will scream at me for 90 seconds straight and everyone in the gym is like, are you guys okay? Like, this is Ryan. So where does the energy come from? I've yeah. seen you do box jumps where you don't, or box jump overs where you don't even touch the box. Yeah. For no reason on a random Thursday, not yeah. in competition. Like, yeah. where does that come from? Um, so it comes from two things. One, I realized when I got out of the Marine Corps that what jazzes me up, right? What what grinds my gears, what gets me going, <laughs> yeah, is uh, seeing others accomplish things, whether it's physically, whether it's mentally, whether it's emotionally, spiritually, whatever. When when other people are at their best, or they're getting to a place where they never thought they could be or they're do growing. something, they're growing, right? That's what I that's what I love to see, and if I can be a part of it, Ooh. oh my goodness, <laughs> uh, y'all. Y'all, <laughs> um, no, I just love it. So, so that's kind of in the gym. That's my way of, of being a part of that, mm-hmm. right? But it's also selfish, um, in some nature because yeah, partner workout. <laughs> because well, no, but but what motivates me is motivating others. Okay. Okay. So, so you feed off of it. Right. So what motivates me and what keeps me going when I don't want to. You know, in my, in my in my CrossFit classes, when I have new people in the class, I always go around the room, and by now a lot of people have heard the same question, answered the same answer. But it's good for the for the new folks in the class. But I say, what motivates you? And I put a scenario like in a in a thirty minute AMRAP or whatever it is, and you're, you're running on, ten miles, and right? You're on and, mile and, eight, right? Yeah. What keeps you going? Yeah. What keeps you motivated? And that was a question that was asked of me in uh, the Marine Corps Martial Arts Instructor Program um, on the first day. They said, listen, we're going to push you to a place where you've never been before, and we need to know what motivates you and what keeps you going. Mm-hmm. And everybody responds differently, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, yeah, I, I, I get pretty intense with, with you, but some other people in the gym, I know that they don't respond to that. Yeah. So I, I ask what motivates them so that I know how to give them what they respond to. Right. And... um yeah, so so what makes me where I get that energy from is like that's what gives me energy is yeah, having yeah. energy and giving you energy. It's like it's, a, it's so like wild. a cycle. I know it's wild, yeah, it's right? So, wild. so it's like when I know that I'm like, come on, let's grip it, rip it, and I see a change in you. You're like you know, you grit your teeth and you take a deep <laughs> breath, you tighten your core, and you yank and you pull, you push, you do whatever you need to do. Yeah, um, you know that in turn fires me up. So yeah, and I think. Too something that you know about me uh, is that it's it's yelling positive things, right? Like some people you've said to me, Liz, if I start to slack in this workout, call me a pussy. And that's I'm like, right. I can't do that in front of these people. <laughs> like what? But you know for me that that's not the case. You have to tell me like, yo, you're doing awesome. Yo, you're man. crushing you're just, it. Good job. Like, Come on. You got 30 it. seconds. You already yeah. had a minute. Come on. Yeah. It's so, right? it's so. so interesting how, how that is a difference in us. Like we both love the energy, but you let, you're almost like motivated by the fear of being blah. Like, right. Blase. Yeah. So yeah. that's just the Marine and me. Like we don't necessarily, as a culture, we don't necessarily um motivate with positivity we motivate right. with with punishment and negativity yeah, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> so, so that's just the old habits it's, die hard it's cool that it can coexist though it is yeah. it's awesome um so you're coaching at crossfit Avalier mm-hmm. and they've been like nice enough to let us use their space for yep. like pretty much everything um but you have some other projects in the works too can we talk about the big one can we talk about sweat for sobriety absolutely so guys ryan is 
the CEO and founder of Sweat for Sobriety. Tell me where this idea came from and yeah. what is it? So, um, so like forewarning, um, folks in the audience, it's going to, might get a little deep, but, uh, it kind of all builds and, um, you know, it's really my why. And I think everything that you do needs to have a strong why behind it. And mm-hmm. the stronger the why, the better, cause it's going to help push you through some really tough times, some, you know, uh, things that feel like failure and, and, and everything that doesn't, when, when the chips are stacked against you, you know, your why is going to help yeah, keep when you, you going. Have, when you have to dig deep, there's yeah. actually somewhere to dig to. Yeah. 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 So, uh, one side note, I am also coaching at, um, the gym and Tanline studio in Norristown. So I just want to give them a shout, out, shout too. out too. Yeah. So they, they've been definitely helped me out with the sweat for sobriety project that I'm, that I'm working on. So, um, the business is called Sweat for Sobriety, and it's where I bring physical fitness and wellness, structured physical fitness and wellness, into the recovery of um, those in recovery from drugs and alcohol and, and substance abuse. So it comes from uh, January twenty second, 2017. I lost my little brother to a heroin overdose, um, and, you know before he passed there were so many things that I wanted to do you know looking back on it I, I wish I would have you know spent more time with him and took him to the gym and made him feel better about himself so um about six months after he passed I had reached out to a old teacher of mine uh old English teacher because she was doing something awesome she was working on so I wanted to just talk to her about it say hey congratulations on your success and so we got into a conversation and it led to a brainstorming session of like, what do you, she was like, Ryan, I'm doing great, but what are you doing? What do you want to do? Yeah. So I kind of explained to her, like she, she helped me work through for the first time, some of my, some of my dreams and thoughts and ideas and, and what came of it was a loose outline for Sweat for Sobriety where I wish I would have been able to take my brother and make him feel better about himself through exercise, right. show him that there was a lot of things that he can do that he thought he can't. And I think that's really indicative of um, those struggling with, uh, you know, addiction and and on the tough road of recovery that, you know, uh, a lot of people think that they can't be any different than what they are right now. They're stuck in their situation. That it's chronic. That it's chronic. I mean, it is chronic. There, there, there's a lot of things chemically in the brain that happen. And this Mm -hmm. is part of my education. So along with this, I also went to school to become a drug and alcohol addiction counselor. So to mm-hmm. really get some like empirical evidence behind what I think I want to do. Um, and it, and luckily, and this isn't always the case, but luckily all the information that I was learning in school from textbooks and from case studies and from, you know, uh, research was supporting what I wanted to do. Yeah. So, you know, really the base, I know jumping all, all around here, but the basis is, um, so after sobriety does a couple different things for people. One, it gives them challenging yet attainable fitness goals, mm-hmm. and it pushes them to do things that they think that they can't originally do. So, so if I tell someone, shifts. say, if I tell someone who hasn't worked out in years and years and years, we're gonna do a hundred push-ups. You know, they're like, they're looking at me. No, I can't. And this has happened countless times. No, I can't. Right? I said, well, can you do five push-ups? Yeah. So we do five push-ups. We walk around, do a lap around a, a you know a building, walk around a building, do five more push-ups. You keep doing that until they did 100 push-ups. Yeah. Now, I never said how we were going to do the 100 push-ups, but right. they <laughs> automatically said, no, I can't, right? Yeah. But I've shown them that they can, and they can do it. 
And it's not me. I'm just kind of the compass showing them. Coaching. Right, right, right. right. So, um, you know, and it's not, it doesn't change someone overnight, but, but the thought behind it is hopefully by showing people and making them do things that they didn't think they could originally do over and over and over again, that they start to think, what else can I do that I don't think I can do right now? Yeah. You know? This all, you know, in recovery or not, everything that you're doing in the gym translates and seeps into your real life. Absolutely. And when you are able to, it was what I said this morning, I went in and I had like an on day in the gym and now I'm so much ready, more ready for yeah. my day. Yeah. So the other, so good. the other aspect of sweat for sobriety that it brings to people is a uh, neurochemical response that is very, very similar to um, the chemicals that, that get released when... Um, people use drugs right Mm -hmm. so dopamine norepinephrine serotonin all these things are naturally produced when we exercise Um, and also something called bdnf which is a really cool thing it's called the miracle grow for the brain and what (laughs) that does is it helps you your your neurons grow and your dendrites on the end of your neurons grow and what that does it helps you learn new behavior so Mm. now you're learning a way to get the same feeling right we've heard of a runner's high or there's a reason why we feel better when we leave the gym right and it's because of those endorphins those neurochemicals um so they're starting to see that they can get the same sensation or the same feeling in a much much healthier way yeah so in a way their body's thankful for instead absolutely absolutely so that's what it is it's taking place locally? Yeah, so um, the Jim and Tanline Studio uh, I've, I've teamed up with, and they are helping me um, with, a, uh, with a location to use, right? Because yeah. I'm just getting started. So, you know, everything is expensive and everything. It doesn't matter how many people you're trying to help. You know, people still need to get paid. And I, mm-hmm. um, so uh, they're letting me use their facility, and, and it's very local to, to Norristown where – the you know the Montgomery County courthouses and a lot of treatment facilities so um that's where it's taking place it also takes place uh I'm mobile too so I have a trailer full of workout equipment that I go to drug and alcohol rehab facilities with mm-hmm. and this is the coolest thing ever yeah yeah so I thought you know I don't want to incon- I don't want to have the no be said because they can't get their their, their patients there, there right? right like I want to be available my number one priority is helping people so mm-hmm. if I can't help them because I can't get to them or they can't get to me then I need to get to them mm-hmm. right so that's kind of profound right just remove the obstacle that's I like right. it I like it um this is your biggest mission right now would you say like heart heart wise <clears throat> your heart's like super in it and very wise, obvious yes yes uh, I mean I, I I pour a lot of thought and um, I pour a lot of thought and, and effort into it and it is driven by my heart, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, the loss of my brother. I wish that I could do this for him and mm-hmm. you know, that'll never happen. And I know that, but, um, you know, if I can help more people in his name, you know, if he, yeah. if he was the catalyst that, that made me help other people, um, you know, I think that that is beautiful in its own is, way. Yeah. You know, it, it definitely pushes me to do that, to focus on that. But um, I also love – it's a different type of athlete, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, are, they are fighting for their life a lot of times, yeah. right? Um, and some of them are, are incredible athletes. You know, right. they, some of them just have physical ability out, you know, out the wazoo. But, um, you know, some of them don't. So I'm also focused on athletes who are not struggling with, um, you know, addiction and, and on the, the road of recovery. 
um, that just, you know, want to take their, their game to the next level and, you know, maybe they're wanting to try something new or have a goal that they have in mind. They don't know how to get there. And, you know, that's something I'm also working on. And, and also Week to Warrior is a program that I'm creating that... Uh, so excited that for I, this guy. Yeah, so I, I bridge the gap between um, civilians going to boot camp. So whether yeah. it's in the Marine Corps, the Army, Navy, Air Force, whatever... Um, it's a 12 week program that can help them get them ready to go to boot camp. Guys, kind of- I am so excited for this and I'm not even military. Like <laughs> Ryan has told me about this. Keep telling us. Yeah. Keep yeah. Telling us. yeah. So, um, so I, I, I noticed that there's a big gap between what civilians are and they only work with their recruiters about a, a day, a, a week. Mm-hmm. So they don't get that much training. One workout a week is right, not one really. One workout a week yeah. is not going to get you there. Um, so I kind of identified the problem and I was like, look, I know what it's like. I was Ironman in Marine Corps boot camp. Like I, I, I know what it takes to be the best there and I want to help others get there. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's a 12 week program and it takes you from wherever you are and it builds on three, um, you know, measurable foundations of fitness, cardio and, and strength and, you know, like combat functional fitness. So love it. Yeah. I want to do it just to That's do it. Right. <laughs> That's right. In training to be a badass, right. not even for the military. Um, so yeah, that's incredible. I just before we get too deep into projects, I really want you to talk about why you feel so connected to all of this and kind of I feel like with the sweat for sobriety thing, you had a season where you're like, I'll do this later. And something in you was like, no, you have to do it now. Will you tell me a little bit about Yeah, absolutely. That? It wasn't something in me. It was uh yeah, so it was a pretty profound experience that I had, and guys listening, uh, you know, guys and girls listening, I am not like the the see the light shine through the window a certain way and be like, oh, eh, that's a sign, you know, like it needs Ryan, to be yeah, explicit, right? I'm, I'm the woo-woo in this right, friendship, right, yeah. Right. I am not the woo-woo, <laughs> right? Um, more of a, you know, more cynical by nature, but... Um, one day I was on a hiking trail by my house and I was having a conversation with with my girlfriend and it was a pretty tense conversation and that's no point to to that in this story besides it was uh, we were some on context. that context yeah it was some context we were on that trail for a reason and we were sitting down on a bench and like I said before like I love motivating people it gives me energy right I I that's where I that's my source of energy is from making others better and when uh we're having this real deep conversation and i see these two guys running up we're at like the crest of a hill and i see them running up the hill and one's you know pretty out of shape and the other one's not as out of shape uh and definitely pushing his 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 up his friend so they come up to the top of the hill and i this conversation i'm having with my girlfriend is not one that you want to break for anything let alone just to cheer on some random guys that are just made it up the top of the <laughs> hill you don't even know right so so but me you know That's uh, typical. Typical me. So, I'm, so i'm like hey guys good job you guys are killing it and something inside of me said get up and and and, and go get up and talk to him so right in the middle of my girlfriend talking i just stand up off the bench and and walk over. Now we're only like 10 feet from the bench, so she can hear everything that we're saying. So I say, hey guys, uh, you know, my name's Ryan. Um, I'm real local. I see you guys are obviously local too. You're working out here on the trail. Um, I have an idea for a morning boot camp down the road at the park down the road. If you guys would be interested, you guys are obviously local. You like to exercise. Is it something that you guys would want to do? 
I said, I don't have anything planned yet. I'm just kind of prospecting, see who, who would be interested. He said, yeah, absolutely. He said, give me your number. I'll text you so you have my number and uh, let us know when it's done. I said, all right, great. So remember, that took 30 seconds, maybe. So I go to turn back around. He goes, excuse me, um, you know, can I, can, I, can I say something? I was like, yeah, what's up? He said, I, I don't mean to come off as, as, as forward, but I feel like God wants me to um, pray with you and bless you. So me, the point in my faith uh, that I was at at that point, I was like, oh, boy, like you never know what you're going to get with that. You could get someone totally off the rails or you can get someone who le- just genuinely, legitimately wants to pray with you. And, and But I'm thinking in terms of like business, all right, this could be a, a, a potential client in the future, so I'll oblige. So <laughs> I, I, I'm being honest, right? So I cross my hands and bow my head and, he, and they both put their hands on my shoulders. And, and uh, he says, you know, dear – Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you with our new friend Ryan. I found him, right? So when he said I found him, I'm like, I'm like what? Like my head's still ba- bowed down, but I'm like, what, WTF what on is your going face. on? Like, oh man, this guy's off his rocker. But then it starts to get amazing. I used to say weird, but it's not weird. It's, it, it started to get amazing. Aww. So, um, so he goes, uh, God wants you to know that this last year of your life has been the hardest year of your life. Now, this was the year that you know my brother Austin died so he said uh God wants you to know that he knows that this has been the hardest year of your life and um you're doing a lot of things out of your comfort zone um you know both professionally physically mentally and he said that thing that you are thinking about doing you should do and don't be afraid and it met you right where you were at right now if someone were to say that I think like, you know, God knows that this last year of your life has been really hard. I think you can say that to almost anybody, right? Uh, not to say it wasn't amazing, but it was a little gen- generic, mm-hmm. um, which I was still dumbfounded. But then he said, then he kind of broke prayer and he looked up at me and he said, I don't know if you're an older brother or if you used to be an older brother, but you're going to start helping people not only with their physical bodies, but with their addiction. And you're going to get their mindset to a state that they never thought they could be in. Guys, my eyes are about to fall out of my head. So, <laughs> listen. So, so I have chills right now just talking about it. And it sounds crazy. If, if someone were to tell me this, I probably wouldn't believe it too. Um, but I, my mouth literally was, was dropped. And my jaw was on the ground. Because at that point, it wasn't generic anymore. Right. At all. Right, at all. Like, the one thing, like, God knows that, you know, this year's been hard. That's pretty generic. I think everyone would say, yeah, this year sucks, right? Or <laughs> at some point, right? <laughs> Um, but to, but to say, you know, I don't know if you're an older brother, if you used to be an older brother and I had never told him about sweat for sobriety. And that thing that he was talking about was sweat for sobriety that I was afraid to do. Cause I didn't know mm-hmm. how to do it. I didn't know yeah. where to start. And, uh, so just as quick, as soon as he said that, he said, you know, dear heavenly father, amen. And then they were gone, not like vanished, but they just ran off. Right. Like yeah. they just, all right, see ya. We gotta get back to our workout. Bye. And I turned back around. Now, mind you, I was only 10 feet away from the bench and, my girlfriend at the time could hear everything. So I turned back around and she is bawling her eyes out. And I was like, I was like, what's, uh, what just happened? She goes, you know what just happened. God just slapped you in the face. So we, re- <laughs> we, we, we cordially refer to that day as the, the day that God smacked me in the face. And, and that was the first, like, I'm going to do this. Like, there's no reason why I shouldn't yeah. do this. Now, you know, it's, it's, I think a lot of, uh, of your audience can relate to this. Like, it, even with a sign like that, I still had doubts. Mm-hmm. I still had fears. I still had, like, that was, I'm just, 
I'm overthinking it. That wasn't what I thought it was, you know. Talk and, yourself out of right, it. Right, right. And but that's the fear talking. But yeah, yeah. Once you get through that, I mean, that's really why I'm so connected to this to this mission. And after once I started to like lean into it and really, just it, one step, just right, one just more step, one step, man, just one step. One thing I used yeah. to say to my Marines while we were. What we were doing ruck marches is don't let one foot be more motivated than the other. Mm. Right? So, like, keep putting the next foot forward. And that's what I had to kind of do with, with this is just, you know, just take a baby step and then let the other foot go I in think, front of that foot. I think you're really good at sending it even when you don't know what's going to happen yeah. in all areas of your life. Yeah. Um, you'll come out of the gate so hot on a workout and I'm like is he gonna hold this pace for 17 minutes and you're like I'll figure it out yeah that's right either I'll adjust or I won't that's so right that's pretty cool um yeah that's amazing so yeah when Ryan says he wants to help people it's not your generic like I just want to help people um yeah I think I think it there's kinda, a serious like impact behind that punch when you say that yeah I think that it comes from you know kind of like my 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 upbringing I was I was in a point where I had to fend for my brother and I so I was always in like a caretaker role mm-hmm. uh, and that's just translated into other aspects of my life in terms of just like wanting to help other people um, and um, you know and, and a lot of times I wasn't helped and, and this isn't that's not a that's pity deep. statement that's but, deep. but like even even as simple as as when I started CrossFit, there wasn't really any, I mean, there was a couple of people that showed me like some tips are along the way in person, but in terms of like the snatch and the clean and all that stuff, like I learned that on my own and I did my own research mm-hmm. and I did my own, um, you know, trials and, and, and errors and miss lifts and like, what am I doing videos. here? 99 videos. And, you know, like I sought it out on my own. And then, yeah. you know, now that I'm in a position where I am, it's like, I, well, there's other people that feel right now like I felt and I want I don't want them to have to do what I did which leads us right into the project that we're working on that's right as I said Ryan has recently become my business partner um it's pretty awesome when you're working really long days and you're with somebody who you really enjoy hanging out with you're like shit this is my business partner we're working right now what but Ryan and I both identify with what he just said of I I came into the gym as the skinny girl who had cardio and nothing else and was like, I want to get strong. And Ryan and I have created a 12-week workout plan. We're in the finishing stages of it. Um, finishing up filming. Yeah, finishing up filming. And then we're going to edit. And each workout's going to have a video and instructions. And it is designed for the person who's building a foundation in functional fitness. And it's kind of everything that we wish we had. Yeah, like I am so excited about this. And again, I'm getting chills just thinking about it because it is, like Lissa said, she hit the the nail around the head. Like it's for the people who are are looking to start like their, their road on functional fitness. But it's that encompasses so many people. Like mm-hmm. this, well, like this program that we've created and it's taken a while. Like we really sat yeah. down. We have done the workouts ourselves. We have gone over the programming with like you know with a fine-tooth comb i thought that it would take like a third of the time it took (laughs) (laughs) yeah no we were very ambitious with our timelines but we got into it we were like listen we have to we can't do an injustice to the people that this is that that are gonna use this program because you know this is this could be their first and last introduction because if we do it wrong then someone gets a bad taste in their mouth for it then Mm -hmm. you know 
we don't want to ruin that for someone just because we're trying to breeze through it. So we've definitely taken our time and, and after going through it as many times as we have, realizing how many people and the different types of people that like it you, could be used for. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't have to be an athlete to do this. Like you don't have to consider yourself an athlete right. to do this, right? Um, but you're gonna learn. You're gonna learn today. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 so exciting. It's gonna help so many people. I mean, let's let's rattle off some categories here, just in case listeners are like, "Is this for me?" Anybody, it doesn't. You not have to want to do CrossFit to do this. It's not necessarily a CrossFit program. It's right. that style of, you know it's a little of this and a little of that and it would be helpful to have a CrossFit gym but I think even somebody who is headed into college sports to have a foundation like this absolutely college sports um it could also be a weight loss because you do have um yeah you know weightlifting in here and and little little pro tip for you guys out there listening lean muscle burns a lot of calories right it's nine calories per per pound so the more muscle you have the more fat you're going to burn sleeping sleeping right <laughs> yeah and so let's let's put our bodies to work for us so um so even if your goal is just to to lose weight you know or if your goal is to um you know be the strongest you've ever been or mm-hmm. if you're going to college in sports or if you're if you feel like you don't know where to start right let's start here if you fell off if you used to be really into it but but because of this thing called life yeah and it happened to you like it does to everybody you know um, and you just, you want to pick back up on it again, but you want some, you know, kind of structure to it, then this is definitely for you also. And this last point I'm about to make is probably hyper-focused, but if you're somebody who's in a gym and you feel like your coaching is good, but it could be better and you need to go back and fine tune some movement patterns, this is also for you is you may already know how to squat, how to deadlift, how to clean, but you may benefit from breaking them down and really polishing some some performance points yeah let's be um, honest we go into all of that yeah because let's be honest the caliber of coaching the caliber of coaching is very wide mm-hmm. uh, like it you know you can go into some gyms and they have all-star coaches and then you go into some other gyms and like yeah yeah do a squat that's good okay right 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 <laughs> uh and this is not you know throwing shade on anybody but unfortunately like just getting certifications isn't enough like you like coaches yeah. need to do their homework and some do which is awesome i think a lot do mm-hmm. uh and then some don't which is kind of does a, a an injustice and in service to the people that they they coach but also like the reputation that coaches have um and then even if you have all-star coaches a lot of times their one-on-one coaching is like 60 dollars an hour yeah, right 40 to 60 dollars an more, hour more right and, and, you know, the amount of hours that you're going to have to put in to something that's really going to be beneficial for you one-on-one is going to break the bank. Right. Um, so I, I really think that, you know, yeah, this, this is a great program. I'm yeah. su- super excited. Yeah, I'm super excited <laughs> like, too. So I Ryan and I are like, teaming up for this one and then Ryan is developing his week, week to, to warrior. warrior. And so my parallel on that is going to be an at-home 12-week or not 12 week, probably like six or eight week, um, guide. I have not started developing it yet. Cause we've got some other stuff in the works, but that's, that's sort of what's on the horizon for us and what's yeah. coming. And, uh, Ryan is also taking one-on-one clients. Yeah, if you're local. Yep. And you're I have to work four slots left. Yep. yep. So Ryan has four spots. I have two spots, three spots, three spots. Um, 
I just glanced at my wall. So funny. I'm like, yeah. how many spots do I have up there? Yeah. <laughs> so Ryan and I both have room uh, for one-on-one coaching if you live local. Or if, in my case, even if you don't, I'll do online coaching. You do an online coaching? Yes. Yep. Ryan, yeah. yeah, Ryan can pr- program for you remote. Um, so reach out to us. Ryan, where can everybody find you? So right now, um, I'm in the middle of restructuring just because of Sweat for, sweat for Sobriety and, and Week to Warrior. But um, probably the easiest and most streamlined is just to hit me up on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, Ryan Beyer, it's uh, B-E-Y-E-R is the last name, and then um, Instagram, it is Ryan.Beyer10, so. Yeah. 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 So, pals, we would love to continue this conversation. Uh, If you enjoyed this episode and you got something out of it, screenshot it and uh, throw it on your Instagram story or your Facebook with a little quote letting us know what your biggest takeaway was or um, what stood out to you. Um, it really helps me know what you guys are looking for, what you need more of, what resonated with you. And again, thanks for being here. Ryan, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening guys and get out and get after it. Grip it and rip it. Grip it and rip it. (laughs) All right.